on this episode of the playbook oh my gosh marty cooper the father of the cell phone 92 years old going on 15. this guy is so innovative he is so creative and he is amazingly intelligent he wrote a book called cutting the cord the cell phone has transformed humanity and he's going to tell you how and why and tell us how bright our future is join me for all of this and more on the playbook this is entrepreneurs the playbook where each week i bring you some of the greatest athletes celebrities and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success i have the father of the cell phone marty cooper He's an extraordinary engineer, businessman, and an author of an upcoming book that truly everyone needs to read because it is about cutting the cord. The cell phone has transformed humanity. Tell me about it, Marty. I've been involved in the cell phone industry since 1999, was CEO of the world's first smartphone called the PCE phone. Welcome to the playbook. I'm here to be educated. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for inviting me, Dave. So this is gonna be, it's going to be incredible. You know, uh, 99, I had a phone called, uh, it was manufactured by Samsung. It was the world's first convergence device. We converged the PC with a phone. So uh, Microsoft with the CE uh, operating system, they decided to call it a PCE phone. Um, and they talked about having the power of the internet in the palm of your hand. Uh, and I don't think anyone in 1999, when we won Best of Comdex way back then, had any idea what that truly would mean to the idea of ubiquity. And I'm going to start there because I think the transformation of humanity is a ubiquitous one. And there's so many different critical life and business issues that have transformed us because we're not used to ubiquity. We're not used to the capability. Um, and so I'd love for your perspective of the evolution of the cell phone, how it went from, you know, a, a digital device to communicate to what is now, I believe, a ubiquitous platform to unite everyone in the issues involved. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, Dave. I don't want to spend a lot of time on the past because because uh, I really, uh, I live in the future. <laughs> Not I love the, it. But, uh, but the essence of the cell phone was very simple. Uh, we uh, were in the two-way radio business. We made two-way radios that were uh, in cars. And when we finally came out with portable phones, we found out that people are inherently mobile. You look around and, you know, uh, on the freeway, and nobody is where they want to be. Everybody's going somewhere else. Uh, from that observation, we decided that the world was going to go portable. And then AT&T came out and said, no, no, the world is going to go car phones. And of course, we uh, disagreed with them. And uh, Motorola, which was a, a mere billion dollar company at that time, took on the biggest company in the world, AT&T. Uh, and of course, we had justice and truth behind us. So we won. And uh, 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 cell phones ended up not only being portable, which they would not have been if AT&T ran the business, but also uh, their monopoly. Uh, was stopped. And of course, that was the most important part. So uh, uh, as you know, uh, there are more cell phones than people in the world today. Yeah. They, uh, uh, there are uh, uh, perhaps close to 6 billion cell phones. And we kind of take the cell phone for granted. Uh, you know, everybody has one. 
And uh, we think in the civilized world or in the advanced world that the, well, the advantage of the cell phone is a smartphone. And it turns out not to be true. Uh, and most people don't even know where the cell phone came from. And that's why I wrote the book. And I spent a little bit of time on the history. Uh, uh, I'd hope uh, if I were to find the actual creation of the cell phone interesting. Uh, but my vision is what the cell phone is doing for people. That's what's really important. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And the place where that's happening is not uh, uh, with the smartphone in the developed countries. It's in places like Africa, India, Mexico, where people are getting survival advantages, benefits uh, from the cell phone. This sound may sound uh, excessive to you, but in Africa, over the last 20 years, 1.2 billion people have moved out of poverty, largely because of the cell phone. I, I've so, seen it. I, I do work in Kenya and the Masamari in the Bagani. Uh, over the last decade, and exponentially as things compound in their acceleration and growth, I've seen extraordinary advancement in financial literacy, in healthcare, in nutrition and water, all because of that communication device. But it, it never would have come about without the perspective and, you know, looking at entrepreneurs of thinking outside the box. You know, I, as you were talking about at and I was thinking about Blockbuster, uh, Tower Records, you know, real can big mega stars that just refused like AT&T to change the way they look at things and the things obviously they look at will change. You know, what are, you know, some of the qualities that you have to uh, possess in order to think outside the box to see beyond what everyone else sees? Well, I'm not suggesting everybody would be like me. We'd have a terrible world because we never <laughs> get anything done. I, I am, uh, I, I didn't find out until I actually ran big businesses that I'm a really terrible executive. <laughs> I know uh, the feeling. <laughs> I, you know, I, I live in the future. And uh, when you run a company, uh, you better worry about today and next week and next month. That's not uh, my strength. Uh, but I, uh, I have a very good imagination. Uh, I fantasize a lot, which again is not a good attribute for, for an executive. Uh, but uh, uh, you really have to be thinking uh, about what your end objective is. Put your mind in the mind of, of other people, uh, and I'm very good at that. So, uh, and I've been very lucky. Luck is a very important part of it. But the luckiest thing that ever happened to me, Dave, was going to Motorola because they taught me about objectivity about to keep your personality out of the decision-making. Think about objectively, where is it is that you're going? What are you going to do? And uh, those are really the most important things. The others you know about. You know about persistence. You don't start a business without being uh, persistent. you got to be optimistic. you got to look uh, for the, uh, to the future. And, and, of course, that's what I attribute my, uh, I don't like to use the old word, uh, but, uh, but I have lasted a long time, but I attribute a lot of that to uh, being optimistic. Optimistic and intuition. One of the interesting stories of my uh, as CEO of the PC phone and Samsung's first convergence device division uh, here in the United States. One of the things that I saw Motorola, they had a great intuition. I, they, um, Cyberbank was 
or a designer in Korea, and they had designed the form factor for the flip phone, uh, which was the Razor, uh, the Motorola Razor, which I'm sure you're familiar with. And uh, I remember the executives at Samsung telling me that nobody would use that phone uh, and that, you know, we were passing on that type of design and we we're going to stick to, you know, the flip design uh, that uh, they had so po made popular in Korea and China. Uh, and the intuition, obviously, that was the best selling phone of all time. One of the interesting things about cell phones, though, still today, and, you know, this is an entrepreneurial thing. I think, and I teach my children, I have four children, nine, uh, 21, 19, 16, and 10. I think they are always asking me, things are so competitive, how can they make a difference? How, how can they distinguish themselves? I tell them the telephone, and I don't mean the smartphone. I, I mean, people still, the, one of the most powerful things we have is our voice. It carries a frequency, a vibration. It has intonation, connotation. It, it has an emotional ability to it that, a smartphone or text messaging does not via email, et cetera. And so I see that power being lost today. As, you know, as too many people are worried about the camera on their phone or the processing speed or, and they forget the main real value to me of a cell phone is voice. Uh, do you still see a great value in voice? And where do you see, since you look in the future, where do you see voice playing a role in the future? Oh, uh, well, yeah. Uh, I'm glad that the rest of the world is not as smart as you are, Dave, because nobody would buy my book if they were. You've expressed all of my things better than I could have. But think about what the cell phone is. I was going to show you my cell phone, right? And I left it downstairs. Uh, <laughs> Me too. The cell phone is, is suboptimal. It tries to do all things for all people, doesn't do any of them optimally. And voice, as you just pointed out, is one of those things. You take this flat piece of plastic and stick it up against the round face. Uh, the the voice uh, transmission is not as clear as it should be. It's actually, would you believe that going from the uh, 1G, you know, we're up to 5G now. Yeah. Uh, 1G voice was better than 5G voice, which is exactly antithetical to what you just said. Voice is still important. You still learn more from a voice. Uh, uh, just by the, because you can capture emotion and other things as well. So uh, the emphasis of the industry has got to change, and you have to do all of these things optimally. There's no reason why you can't have a clear voice, and, and I should be able to call you by just thinking of your name or maybe saying it. Computer, get me Dave on the phone. And my computer will say, which Dave do you want? <laughs> and the next thing you know, I'm talking to without, without doing anything. That's really what the optimum is. And we have the technology to do that. So I don't understand why we haven't gotten there yet, but they will. The, the, this concept of you have to build a billion things identical in order to get the price down. And, and the result of that is that we now have to spend $1,400 for for an iPhone, now you know it's backwards. The future is uh, recognizing that everybody is different from everybody else, and what's good for Dave may not be great for Marty. So you should be able to get the optimum thing for what you want. You should have an optimum phone that where you can talk to people with voice, and if somebody else uh, only uh, does Twitter and Facebook and all these, they should have a screen that is as big as their living room screen, 
what you can do with the right kind of uh, uh, optics on your eyes. So uh, I see the future of the cell phone as being a device that's customized to the individual. Whatever you want, and the most important part of that is the applications. How ridiculous is this concept of having two million applications? They brag about the fact that if you buy an Apple phone or an Android phone, you've got two million applications. Now all you have to do is sort through those and find the ones that are right for you. And, and I don't think that that makes any sense at all. I think that the future is going to be uh, artificial intelligence. It, it exists today that will analyze your habits, listen to what you want, and create the app on the fly. You will have apps that are designed to serve you, uh, and you won't have to figure out how to find those apps and pay for those apps independently. So that's what I see as the future of the cell phone. Uh, this, the cell phone is going to be a device that senses what's going on in your body uh, and looks for aberrations. Because if, in fact, you find something defective in your body soon enough, you can zap it. You know, technology, medical technology can do that today. And there's the potential of eliminating disease. Sounds kind of ridiculous. Not to me. Can't be done. Just yeah. last week, just last week, Dave, I, uh, uh, I discovered that they have found a device, created a device that can sense a few cells of cancer in your body. If that, if that works, if that gets developed, then they'll be able to know because you've got a cell phone on you, kind of ridiculous that we still call it a phone, because you've yeah. got that device on you, uh, that we can transmit that information to a computer, the computer can say, come to the hospital immediately, zap, the cancer's gone, and, and uh, you get to live as long as I have. Oh. So uh, uh, medical technology is going to get uh, revolutionized. Uh, Education is going to be revolutionized because the students will be able to learn everywhere. The way you started the program, I thought was brilliant. Uh, having the knowledge of the world in the palm of your hand. So, you know, you're not going to get that knowledge by having a teacher stand in front of a, a group of people lecturing. We're going to figure out ways where you can use this power that you've got. And the biggest thing that's going to happen, excuse me for monopolizing. Here. No, this is perfect. The biggest thing that is going to happen is getting people to work together. Because we just know that when people collaborate, the brain is a marvelous device, but it has limitations. You put two brains together, you get more capability. You put a bunch of them together, and that's what the cell phone does. It allows us to collaborate. Here you and I are collaborating at a distance. Unfortunately, we're both using a, a wired technology, but sooner or later we're going to catch up and we will be doing Zoom calls on the fly with the freedom of uh, mobile technology. So uh, as you can tell, I'm still optimistic, and I think that we've got a long way to go uh, in improvements in what the uh, cell phone technology will do for people. Well, you and I are aligned in our philosophies and optimism. Uh, you know, as a member of Mensa, uh, as a high IQ, it's interesting because your emotional intelligence and your adaptable intuition 
is extraordinary. Do you see um, the, I, I love, one thing I never thought of is it's stupid that we call these things cell phones anymore, right? They're these, they're, they're connection devices or you have to come up with a better collaborative name uh, that allows it to be the hub of everything. But I see, you know, we've gone from the handheld to wearables. Do you ever see this device that we now call the cell phone as an insertable or replaceable in the human body? Of course. You know, uh, here I am, a perfectly normal person. I happen to have uh, two titanium hips that are actually better and will last longer than my original. But why not replace the sensitive on things of that nature? And the very first one uh, is this thing we talked about, about the, uh, the phone itself. Why not implant that phone right behind your ear? And guess what you get? Not only do you have the ability to never have to pick up a phone, open it up, uh, uh, dial, do all those things, you just talk to a computer, but your body is a source of energy. So we don't need a battery for this thing. That's what your body <laughs> does. You eat food, you create energy. Well, we can take a little bit of that and, and run the phone off of it. So I, uh, little by little, we will start inserting these things uh, uh, under our skin, uh, and they will become a part of us. Before that happens, we're going to be carrying this. I know it's going to take a generation or two for people to accept the fact that they're going to have electronics uh, in them. Uh, but why not? Why not enhance the ability of your brain uh, with an add-on, just like you do with uh, uh, my artificial hip? It's so, it's so nice to see older people like ourselves uh, who share the vision of the younger generation. And we have the vision and innovation and dreams still today uh, of what I saw, you know, in the 80s, 90s and throughout my career. Uh, you know, cutting the cords coming out January 5th. The cell phone has transformed humanity. If we're going to go out and buy this thing, which we are in my whole community, I can't tell you I'm going to be first in line. Uh, in pre-sales to make sure that this book, because it's everything that I dreamed of and I want to learn from the master uh, himself. Um, what one lesson, if, if you were handing me that signed copy that I want from you, and you said, Dave, here's your takeaway. What is the one takeaway from cutting the cord, the cell phone has transformed humanity that you'd like me to have? Uh, I start off by telling you that the future is what I care about. Uh, and that is, uh, in order for everybody to get the benefits of the cell phone, we need coverage everywhere. And that's the thing that I'm working on most now, because uh, what do you think about when, when you listen to what the carriers are telling you about the future? Tell me quickly. We didn't rehearse this, right? 5G, right? <laughs> 5G. And, and let me tell you, 5G will do nothing for Dave Meltzer for at least another five and maybe 10 years, the carrier, I'm not suggesting 5G is a bad thing. It's going to uh, introduce industrial things that are great. They keep talking about the Internet of Things, and they've forgotten about the Internet of People. Oh. So the takeaway is that everybody has to have access to the Internet. 40% of the people in the United States, the most advanced country in the world, do not have access to broadband, never mind broadband wireless. That's a shame. And that's got to be fixed. And uh, if you read Cutting the Cord, you will understand why that's the case. Well, I'm certainly going to be first in line, like I said. 
This has been an extraordinary lesson and playbook. It's one of my favorites ever. I'm going to go back. I have over 600 uh, of these episodes. This is one that I'm going to go back and listen to in, in coordination and collaboration with the book when I get to read that as well. January 5th, you got to pick up Cutting the Cord, The Cell Phone Has Transformed Humanity. It's available everywhere, Amazon. And uh, Marty, thank you so much for all the love, the light, and the lessons that you provide and inspiring me to look forward to a bright future as we're all connected and collaborate better with one another. Thank you once again. <laughs>